Assalamu alaikum. I'm UTP. And I'm Meiji. And you're listening to the Meiji and UTP podcast. Our space for insightful conversations around life, relationships, and everything in between. Today we are going to talk about the definition of beauty. We both have very strong uh, thoughts and feelings about the word, uh, word and how the world has completely redefined the meaning of beauty. Uh, and, I, and we both felt that this is something that we would like to talk about today. So how do we define it? Meiji, what, what's, what's your definition of beauty? Before I start with uh, defining my understanding of beauty, I want to actually first uh, give a little uh, understanding of what the world thinks of beauty as today. And now, as we look around, the concept of beauty has firstly been reduced to uh, impossible to achieve standards of what it means to be beautiful. Enhanced, photoshopped, photoshopped, filtered, or even other than that, you know, the lighting needs to be a certain way and uh, you need to be looking, you know, in you know, this perfect looking complexion and face and features and all of these very unreal, you know, like a, a person living a, a real life will look at those uh, and wonder, okay, how far am I from it? It's, it's nothing but increasing constantly the fear and dissatisfaction of not being beautiful enough. The standards that we see around us, they're fake and enhanced, and we're just left chasing this very, uh, very... Superficial. Superficial and elusive. They're mm. difficult to catch up mm. with uh, a standard and criterion of what mm. is beauty. And it's all uh, restricted entirely to the visual, you know, what a mm. person looks like. In fact, very interestingly, you know, it, uh, a few years ago, I was looking at this experiment that was run uh, about uh, the same uh, unfiltered and unedited portrait of a woman was sent to photo enhancers in different parts of the world. Mm. And they were told to just beautify it, digitally enhance it and send it in again. And people from different parts of the world had different views of what it meant that, oh, I have to make this very bland uh, looking mm. woman's portrait to, into a beautiful looking woman. And they, you know, people from Korea had another way of looking at it. People from the USA had another way. People from the other regions, Asian countries, they had another idea of mm. what beauty meant. So it's all very subjective anyway. And then it's like who decides and who makes these rules that, okay, this mm. is what is beauty and this is what is ugly. Right. And also that, you know, there are nowadays they have all these comparisons of even, you know, as the times have passed, what was considered to be a woman's beauty back in, let's say, 1960s is not a, a standard mm. of beauty in the tw- in 1990s or the tw- 2020s. And I mean, this is all just constantly in a flux and is changing. And it's all just, you know, focused on the apparent. And we're left constantly exhausting ourselves and chasing this very difficult to achieve and insurmountable target of you know being beautiful. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, it's it, it's more about originality for me. When mm-hmm. when 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 you say beauty, originality is actually beauty because the creator has already done his part of creating this person um, exactly the way that that person was supposed to be. So if we stick to the visual for a little while, even if it was just visual, mm. then there is a- actually nothing to be changed. And you know, from a male perspective, if I, if I'm look at, looking at the other gender, for me at least, and you know, people can judge me if if they want, but I would rather want originality. 
the the stuff that is not hidden behind makeup and filters and everything that for me is the true beauty because that is something special uh, and i feel that i think you've already hinted towards it so let's let's get it to that that it is not just visual for for me it's about all the senses mm-hmm. uh, you know we we've heard of things like oh that that sounded really beautiful uh, or that felt really beautiful and and i feel that we sometimes get so carried away with the visual aspect of beauty that um, you know we we miss out on the other senses mm. i remember this wonderful movie that i've always loved um, scent of a woman mm-hmm. uh, where al pacino play, plays uh, a blind man yeah and and that's definitely one of his best performances but that movie left such a big mark um, in in my life i would say where a blind man was able to recognize a beautiful woman without seeing her mm. just because of her presence or the her voice or uh, just how uh, she made him feel and that's that's what it was that from from a male perspective it was everything but the visual part and it was beautiful and and he was able to leave that take home message for me so i think it's beyond just the visual and what's your thoughts on that that's interesting because generally it's drilled into our minds that that men are basically visual uh, visual creatures and so this is an interesting thought i'd mm. say and um, yeah but again like i said this thing around chasing this impossible to achieve standards of perfection firstly that i find is flawed in itself because this world is meant to be a place of test and it's supposed to be messy and imperfect mm. so perf- chasing perfection is only going to be a cause of suffering for us but having said that we are in fact creatures of janna we have been created for janna so we are naturally inclined towards things of beauty mm. and beauty is again balance in things and allah taala is you know has created everything in beauty if you look around us the nature the you know the how intricately every single mm. petal of a flower or the wings of a butterfly the birds the animals uh, and if even if you don't go to you know people the sunsets and and the oceans and so many things are so gorgeous and so beautiful mm. and this are just you know not even uh, you know teasers for what is in store for the believers in in paradise uh, how it is described as something that no eyes have seen and no no imagination has reached ever mm. so all of this is in store so and this is something that does pull us towards it mm. this concept of beauty but this world in this world uh, perfection will uh, trying to find perfection in this world is just going to put us through suffering mm. if we look at actually the definition of ihsan what is excellence and how is it mm. different from perfection this is where we are kind of freed from these standards so called standards set up but every individual is doing their personal best Okay. in their capacity and with sincerity and seeking allah's pleasure out of whatever we do mm. so that you know to me is uh, you know mm. what what should be you know that isn't isn't the uh, word husn which is also linked with beauty somehow connected to ihsan of course in the arabic language the root letters of ha sin and noon mm. they are the ones which are building up the which are the building right. blocks for the word ihsan mm. excellence as well as husn and hasan and all of these mean good beautiful all these are all having the connotation of beauty okay so excellent. so ihsan actually means excellence yeah uh but 
but when i hear the word asan in day to day lingo it's always about like doing a favor on somebody or you know i you know you know how it's used in the <laughs> normal day to day language i i have a negative feeling with this word asan for some reason yeah. I, i i don't know why i think this is specific to our uh, urdu language and the desi culture unfortunately okay. we have collectively abused the concept and the word of ehsan oh okay ehsan means going above and beyond the call of duty mm and all with a very very sincere and beautiful intention that we are doing this seeking allah taala's pleasure from it mm. and we doing it in the best possible way that we can and do again with with beauty with with goodness beauty in the intention good beauty with in in the outcome all you know beautiful inside out mm. that is anything that is we offer with ihsan is that and right. unfortunately the way that we use it is that i have done this don't do ihsan on me you know people would mm. say that and it's a way of saying that don't do me a favor or don't you know yeah. i am not in need of this this is again driven from the ego coming from a place of you know uh, a whole lot of arrogance and mm. uh, i'm not in need of you when in fact we as human beings are very very interdependent upon each other mm. and if offered from a place of humility it's a beautiful beautiful thing right yeah. right that's so that's so interesting once we get into the root of a word it actually takes us back to the original you know as i was saying original is beauty if we just stick with that <laughs> yeah and we go back to the root of a word it's such a beautiful word and we just because of incorrect use on day to day for years and years we've completely changed the meaning of it yeah. and very similar to how you explain the the definition of beauty that as times go by maybe 100 years earlier the definition of beauty was completely different and now it's different and if we look at some of the fictional work where writers write about the future hunger games for example we mm-hmm. saw, uh, you know we see the movie there's so much artificialness in that world the the, the makeup the wigs the yeah. the way the director has you know Elaborated. depicted that yeah. it just shows that and and it's completely artificial and superficial the person the person is completely hidden behind what they actually are and yeah. and in this so called fake definition of beauty we are losing our originality and in that process individuality why we were here in the first place yes that's correct that's so that's so fascinating and i think that's perpetuating a whole lot of this you know fear and lack in the rest that there will be a certain select elite who are you know considered beautiful and powerful and the others are just you know yeah it's tragic mm. i have also fe- i have also felt that um when we are in nature mm. i i i think we always look for this calm and soothing place and nature looks beautiful to us right um i i somehow link it back to again the creator has built the world and as beautiful as it could be and you know it's we who have killed the jungles and built buildings over it and you know trying to if we talk about the human being we're trying to put makeup and trying to be somebody else and i, I think the more we go back to nature the more we go back to what we were originally supposed to be the more we get close uh, you know to beauty so mm. to say what's what's your thought about it yes definitely and uh, it is said that uh, two ways of uh, kind of having leaps and bounds of growth uh, in you know intellectually or spiritually it comes uh, either by uh, by you know being faced with some setback which is really there to teach us and that kind of gives us that you know leap 
or otherwise uh, if we are immersed in some beautiful surroundings mm-hmm. or we are in the company of really motivating people and that uh, is something which is very uplifting also and that literally ca- causes this you know uh, kind of opens up our uh, you know intellect and our uh, you know cause means the means of spiritual growth it is said mm-hmm. so yes we are all you know like i said these are inspiring and motivating to be surrounded by beauty mm-hmm. and uh, more than that i see that if we uh, surround ourselves with beautiful things if we set up our houses beautifully uh, if we were uh, it, it's all uh, we just look at those things and it's like a reminder to be grateful mm. it's something that you know uh, makes us smile inwardly and outwardly and that is such a beautiful thing and uh, in fact uh, you know there was a time when uh, one of the companions came to rasul sallallahu and he was uh, kind of in a very messy kind of an appearance not very well put together so rasul some said that when allah blesses uh, his slaves with bounties then he loves it to loves it to see the effects of those bounties upon his slave mm. and that was meant for for a companion who was well to do and could have otherwise you know uh, taken uh, care of his mm. appearance and done justice to the bounties that allah has blessed him with and also another time uh, when rasulullah was telling the companions about how person with even an atom's worth of pride shall not enter jannah mm. So one of the companions who was a very handsome young man and well to do and was he liked to dress up you know in a nice manner so he suddenly got very concerned and he said uh, that ya rasulullah uh, a man likes to wear nice clothes and have nice shoes so upon this uh, rasulullah said that uh, indeed allah is beautiful and he loves beauty mm-hmm. and this is not arrogance arrogance is to disregard the truth and to look down upon people okay, okay. so there is no harm in uh, being carefully you know investing our time and efforts in beautifying ourselves okay. in dressing up nicely and wearing good clothes if we are if allah has blessed us with this and we are able to hmm. of course we don't cross limits in it but you know this another ayah of the quran says that specifically that oh believers put on your adornments your beautification khuzu zinatukum put on your beautifications and adornments when you come for for prayers right and uh, again this also and the ayah which follows is talking about eat and drink but don't be wasteful mm-hmm. so this in everything the balance should be there mm-hmm. this life is you know is meant to be all the experiences need to be enjoyed mm-hmm. but in moderation and with the right intentions that okay fine i am beautifying myself because then it makes me in that be in that place of gratitude for allah's blessings it puts me in a place where i'm happy and smiling inwardly and outwardly and more grateful to allah for mm. it versus somebody who is coming from a place of let's say low self esteem and is kind of you know men, made to believe that if only when i put on all these layers of makeup or carry these you know uh, these designer accessories upon me that is when i'm uh, worth something mm. so it needs to be done from this you know right place when you right. have gone through that journey of arriving at the understanding and being absolutely content in knowing that my life has a purpose allah has created me and that is enough i don't need to be you know thinking that i'm not enough until i put on all of these layers of things to mm. you know identify with to feel like i i i'm worth something mm. so once that is sorted and out of the way then by all means allah is beautiful and he loves beauty mm. uh we could and we should mm. you know invest our time and efforts in beautifying ourselves and our homes and our surroundings it's uplifting it's inspiring mm. it's uh, beautiful
so i think what what i'm getting is that rather than trying to get to this perfect situation or perfect being just accept the reality that we have been built originally fit for purpose if i have to use that term mm. right so so allah taala has created us fit for purpose right. as part of this master plan we are all cogs in this machine mm-hmm. uh, and rather than trying to be something more we should be content with the original self mm-hmm. that itself is beautiful and start finding out why we are here Yeah. and trying to start living that purpose that the more we are living that purpose the more we'll be grateful the more we'll identify ourselves as to why we are here who am i what was the purpose purpose of my creation and that itself is will lead us to a beautiful life if we have to go with the concept of beauty yeah. living a beautiful life and we can't close this episode without talking about relationships um so a beautiful relationship if we were to talk about that um how would you define that and what's your thoughts on a beautiful relationship yeah uh something that i found very profound one of our teachers uh, taught us this that uh, if in a relationship like marriage let's say people just pull out their long list of these are my rights and these are your duties you need to give this to me because it's my right i demand my right mm. so that will not make for a very smooth functioning and beautiful selfless relationship and of course that is again the sharia has given the rights and duties and responsibilities are there and that is called justice adl that you uphold and you fulfill your your parts of duties and responsibilities and you get your rights mm-hmm. but a good beautiful relationship and marriage is when you go above and beyond that you up your game from adl to ihsan from just justice and duties and responsibilities to going above and beyond that and again uh, telling ourselves day in and day out re, you know renewing this intention that i am here to selflessly offer my service my love because i am doing this with ihsan meaning i am seeking uh, appreciation from allah the most appreciative one Mm. And one of the names of Allah Taala is Ashakur, the most appreciated. Mm. So often times when we uh, do things, of course we expect to be, you know, thanked for it and uh, have some validation for oh you put in so much effort. But if somebody is claiming that oh I did it purely for Allah's sake, I did it out of ihsan in this feeling mm. of in a beautiful way for a beautiful intention, then perhaps you will also be tested by people being ungrateful or not appreciative of what you sure. do, of your efforts that you do. and that will perhaps be the litmus test of will you still continue to still yeah. offer from that place of selflessness and ihsan that oh i was not doing it for that thank you card i was doing it yeah. for for allah's sake so that so, that sounds so out of the book to be honest as in we, we are beings of recognition when when i want to do an effort which is beyond you know what i'm supposed to do let's say the minimum compliance uh-huh. of um, you know what allah taala has expected of me and i'm doing something beyond that obviously as a as a very you know normal human being i would expect recognition it's it's very difficult to um, you know just do it for the sake of allah and nobody recognizes what i just did and i be okay with it it's 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 not I think it's just a little see, bit too goody to shoes no, type of stuff. No, but see, I feel in that place when you're in that place, you have freed yourself from these shackles of expectation and you know the inevitable disappointment that generally follows. You know, some people have good days and bad, right? Nobody is mm. perfect, right? So the appreciation can come one day 
and not come the next day right or the appreciation can come one day and uh, some other criticism can come the next day so when if we are constantly banking on that you know input from sure. the other persons we are actually handing over our own sense of fulfillment and and inner peace to the other person's sure. whims and moods and mm. that i feel is a very frail place mm. and it's it's not the wisest thing to do and yeah, if you, we you can you know really can... free ourselves yeah. from those shackles okay i'm not i'm doing it selflessly because i have committed this to myself and i'm expecting a reward for it from allah and reward again if you ask me this in itself is is so rewarding when you've like you've transcended the need for mm. appreciation and validation and that means you literally freed yourself from you know like you uh, become bulletproof when sure. it comes to you know disappointments right and then obviously you can't control the other person so if you're depending on the other person to recognize and that defines your reason to f- do the extra effort then it's definitely not a good life because there will be ups and downs as you mentioned yeah. and you know we're we're letting our control go so to say yeah we're giving away our personal yeah. power and our, our our like state of our mind and contentment mm-hmm. away to you know at the whims of the other person mm-hmm. so it's a nice aspiring goal uh, <laughs> i think to leave our audiences with yeah. um to to just consider that a beautiful relationship is beyond the minimum compliance that is required mm-hmm. which obviously is required as per sharia so we should attend to that but then the more you do out of the reason that you want to do this for the sake of allah's uh, raza and you know you want to be uh, better recognized in the eyes of allah that's the reason you're doing something beyond what is expected expected so that is where you're entering into the world of beauty so to yeah, say ehsan. that's Kusun. where you're going into yes. ehsan if you have to connect that uh, beautiful word that you introduced just to uh, which i completely had a different meaning to but i think in today's episode hopefully Uh, a larger audience is able to recognize that ehsan is a completely different word of excellence and, uh, and beauty to 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 its meaning and hazrat aisha's uh, you know uh, habit i want to also mention here before we wrap up she is known to to be scrubbing clean and perfuming the coins that she would give away in sadaqa or charity okay. as a means of doing it with ihsan making beautifying it mm-hmm. because she was doing it for allah's sake and you know when asked like why are you doing this she said because what i give away in charity it reaches allah before it reaches the hands of those the poor one that i'm giving mm-hmm. it to you so this is just again a little gesture something to show that what yeah. you do uh, should be you know done with with beauty and ihsan mm-hmm. and allah gives recognition for that yeah No, I think it's it's been a very interesting conversation, um, you know, and and obviously it's a journey that we are on together. So we learn more uh, about what we have been thinking about, and we have this privilege to share it with our audiences. So, so I think in, in, if if I were to let our audiences take away one message, I am taking away that uh, I need to be doing more than the minimum compliance, whether it is on an individual level, as a Muslim, as a as a father as as a son as a, you know all the all the responsibilities that allah has uh, given given to me um i need to do a bit more than that for the sake of allah's raza and that is where i'm stepping into the world of beauty mm-hmm. and the same then applies in a relationship and that's you know hopefully you see the change in me going forward where i am doing more than uh, you know the minimum compliance of a husband and and uh, not to seek recognition from you or a thank you card from you 
but more for the sake of allah and hopefully i think i can already see myself becoming a better person because the strive that 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 uh, i would have towards not perfection but beauty uh, would eventually get me to realize the potential that i'm here for wow. if if that kind of moves a wonderful circle i think that's what i'm taking away from uh, today's discussion what about you oh for me i i'd say uh, as the slaves of the most beautiful allah who loves beauty and the one who is the most appreciated it's only fitting for us that whatever we do it should start with a beautiful intention and go through with a beautiful execution mm. and perhaps uh, freed from you know seeking appreciation for the one we're doing it for mm-hmm. but done with that greater intention of um i'm just looking towards allah for recognition and appreciation mm. for it excellent so i think it's been a wonderful uh, conversation at least we have enjoyed it uh, i hope uh, you as our audience have also enjoyed it uh, and inshallah next time uh, we'll come back with uh, a different topic something we are passionate about and we want to share with you uh, and uh, i hope you are enjoying uh, this uh, series that we are putting a lot of effort to uh, get across to you yeah let's just uh, again detach from the uh, expectation of appreciation from people and make it about ihsan beautiful wonderful way to end today's episode until next time assalam alaikum assalam alaikum